Living in retrospect is a bad idea, and sometimes we let our same old stories hold us back from the new adventure God has for us. But here's the truth. God wants to restory us, transforming our tales of tragedy into epics to anticipate. In this podcast, Mary DeMuth interviews people who have lived through God's powerful restory process, where they've discovered healing, joy, and a brand new perspective. So let's shed that old, painful story and find the freedom we've been longing for. The Restory Podcast starts now. Restory, Episode 8. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash restory. Now they have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Today, I am excited to welcome Dan King to the Restory Show. He has some great things to say. We actually met on the mission field. We had met via online a few times, but we spent some time in Haiti together. And he just has an amazing heart. And I did not know that while we were in Haiti, he was going through a trial that was sometimes common one that some of us go through, but also that doesn't diminish the stress that he went through. I won't tell you more. I don't want to spoil the story, but I pray that his words will give you an extreme amount of courage and bravery today. So let's listen to Dan's story. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Restory Podcast. And I have Dan King today with me, and he is awesome. He's known as the fist bump guy. And uh, among other things, I met him like face to face in Haiti, a weird place to meet someone face to face. Um, It was full of crazy poverty, but amazing amazing people and uh, some pretty good food too and some danger. So we had a great time on a team together as a, bl- a blogger team and uh, that was a life-changing experience for me and I'm pretty sure it was for Dan as well. So Dan, thanks for coming on the Restory podcast today. Uh, it's my pleasure and it's an honor to be here. So thank you for, uh, thank you for having me. It's great. Awesome. So we're going to talk a little bit. We're just going to dig under your skin here and, you know, pull up some wounds, whatever. It'll be really fun. Um, And I thought of you for a number of reasons, but as I asked you what story you thought you would tell, it had to do with career. And I think that's where so many of us live. Like we have like so much of our identity and, um, you know, obviously provision and all of that is tied up in our career. So why don't you kind of give us the beginning of the end of your career story and then the re-beginning again? (laughs) Yeah, I worked for... uh... For quite some time for a, a pretty large telecommunications company and you know it was it was cool it was a, it was a job I really enjoyed you know I had some I had some great success uh, with uh, with the job itself and, and moving up in the company you know, I started a local office uh, you know down here in Florida and ended up working for uh, the the corporate training team developing training for you know went across our call centers across the entire country and everything and it was really fantastic I loved the work that I was doing I, I hit a point uh, where I had uh, one boss in particular. Okay, kind of long story getting there too, but uh, I mean, this this is kind of the moment and stuff where, where I knew something started shifting and everything, and uh, it probably wasn't going to be the job uh, anymore for me. It's a time when my boss uh, had me fly up to uh, to the corporate headquarters up in Philadelphia, and, and it was a thing. He flew me up really just for a meeting, uh, one meeting in particular to, to have with me, mm. to have a certain conversation, and it was about travel, right? And I, I had been questioning some some travel 
Uh, and, and part of my questioning is, is it's kind of driven by the fact that, you know, I don't like to travel all the time for work. You know, I, I'm a family guy. You know, I like to be around for uh, home for family and stuff, you know, but but at the same time, I mean, part of it is, is driven by uh, more than anything else was driven by trying to be a good steward of company resources and stuff. You know, it's expensive to, to fly me all around the country to do different things. And, uh, you know, if there's ways I could do it online and stuff, you know, then and I, I try to try to be creative and, and take advantage of resources and stuff and, uh, and be smart about things. So, so a lot of times when I question travel, uh, it was driven by something like that. It was first and foremost by that. And if I can get out of it and stay home, fantastic. You know, that's kind of bonus for me, you know, but, uh, but he actually flew me to Philadelphia, had me travel. <laughs> Uh, so he can have this meeting with me and he sat me down and he says, Hey, Danny he says, I know you love your family and all. And I says, but don't let that get in the way of your career. Ooh. Uh, and yeah. And, and it was that moment where I just kind of realized, uh, he wants me to be like him, mm. <laughs> you know, uh, divorced man, little relationship with his children. Uh, but Hey, he's a great success in corporate America, you know? And I just, I realized that that's not the life that I want. That's not what my priorities are and stuff. And for me, that was kind of the moment uh, of the beginning of the end. Um, and it was, I, I still stuck around with the company for, uh, for a couple of years after that, but, but I knew, I knew at that point, my time there was going to be limited in one way or another. Uh, and eventually come around budget season and stuff, I got, got let go, mm. <laughs> you know, uh, my, my, my bubble popped with them and, uh, and it wasn't by my choice, uh, but yeah, it ended. And that was, uh, it was kind of a, it's a surprising thing. Right. Because at the same time, you know, I, you know, I've been blogging and stuff for a long time and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd self-published a book, you know, I had a, had a book deal with NavPress, you know, so I had a book coming out with NavPress and stuff. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of great work with the high calling and stuff. And, um, you know, and I'm really enjoying some of those uh, kind of outside of my work pursuits and stuff, you know, within, within ministry and Bible dude and all that stuff, um, you know, and working with uh, some nonprofits like uh, you know, Help One Now, who we went to Haiti with and stuff, you know, you know, I'd always wondered if I could if I could do that stuff full time for a living, you know, but, uh, but I was never ready, ever ready to, to kind of make the leap myself. You know? <laughs> leap I of mean, faith. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you make that leap from the security of, uh, you know, big time corporate job, paycheck every two weeks, you know, exactly what it's going to be. Great benefits. You know, I got my health insurance, uh, you know, my telecommunications bill is free, you know, oh, <laughs> nice. You know, all that stuff, you know, you know, how do I let that go and make a leap into, that kind of unknown, you know, but, uh, uh, but when I essentially got, uh, got booted out, <laughs> you know, and, uh, got the, the, that kicked out of the nest kind of thing, you know, I started to realize like, Oh, wait a minute, I don't have that security net anymore. What am I going to do? And, um, uh, I remember the, the day I went in, I was supposed to have be having a, uh, like a mid-year review thing with my boss over the phone. And, uh, and I get on the phone with them and, uh, somebody from the local HR department is knocking on my door just as I'm getting on the call with him. And I'm oh. like, ah, Today's that day. This is that call, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. So, so we have our meeting and stuff and talk through the details and everything too. And I end up going home work from work early. I remember the look on my wife's face. It was uh, uh, it's like, hey, wait a minute. And it's, it's almost like she knew too mm-hmm. without even knowing at all. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like she, she just kind of knew. And it's like, hey, what are you doing home? And uh, it's like, uh, yeah, today's, today's Independence Day. Mm. <laughs> Um, terrifying independence (laughs) yeah you know and and when you go from uh the the security of of 13 years in in one job you know working for one company and stuff uh to to nothing you know it's terrifying 
you know, of course I try to be strong for the family and stuff like that too, but I was just a wreck, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, what am I going to do? You know, how, how am I going to go buy groceries for my family next week? <laughs> you know, uh, that kind of thing and stuff. And, and, uh, but I know my wife too was, uh, was particularly hard on her. You know, I mean, I've, I've caught her, you know, curled up at the fetal position crying, just, you know, not knowing what is going to happen. Uh, but that was, that was a big, big moment for us. Uh, we made a, we made a big life-changing decision ourselves at that point, you know, to, you know, what's going to be next for us and you know, how we're going to do it. But, uh, but it was crazy. It was chaos and just, yeah, a lot of tears, a lot of fears, uh, just everything. And in, in that moment of not knowing, you know, it just, it happened to me and boom, I'm, <laughs> what now, you know? You finally understood why they called themselves Tears for Fears back in the 80s. <laughs> it was my first concert too, by the way. Tears I love Tears oh, for yeah. Fears. <laughs> yes. We're dating ourselves now, aren't we? Uh, we're really young. We're so with I, it. We're in our I 20s. All about them. <laughs> oh, but yes, I can just, I can just feel that. Oh, that tension of, you know, and I'm, I think one of the things I've realized about my life recently, well, my whole life actually, is that I'm such a worry wart and I worry when there's no worries. So um, something like that would probably put me over the edge, you know, just because this is a very tangible worry. Like you had a paycheck and then you no longer had it. I think a lot of people can relate to that story because we've all had those terrifying moments. So what was the first thing besides, you know, crying with your wife and maybe talking to your kids? They were probably, yeah. How many years ago was this? This was uh, just over three years ago. Okay, so not terribly long ago. So then what was the first thing that you kind of did or, I don't know, did or prayed or what? <laughs> well, I think my, my initial gut was, you know, I mean, you mentioned my kids, right? You know, I think it was, was, was praying for them. You know, I kind of kind of Will Smith in pursuit of happiness kind of thing kind of kicks in, you know, where, where, you know, he doesn't really want to let his son know that they're homeless and stuff. You, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, not that we were homeless, but it's, it's the same kind of thing. You know, it's, I mean, I don't want my kids and stuff to to freak out because all of a sudden dad's home all mm-hmm. the time now mm-hmm. and stuff, figuring out even what the next steps are, you know, but uh, but praying for them. You know, we, we had, I think one of our biggest fears there too was, you know, my son is uh, type one diabetic. Uh, he was diagnosed when he was 17 months old and stuff. And, you know, part of that whole security thing for us was, oh, I get the insurance program with, you know, with my work. And now the work mm-hmm. goes away. So my insurance benefits and stuff go away and stuff, you know, so what, how are we going to deal with this and, and manage this and, and figure that out and stuff too, you know? Uh, but it was really, I think my, my gut instinct was uh, to, to be strong for them, you know, Lord, help me to be strong, help me to stay positive and be a good example for them. And, you know, but, but also be honest, you know, it, you know, I think, uh, I think especially with, with my son, who's, you know, really, he was old enough. My, my daughter uh, would have been just like one at the time, you know, she wouldn't really understand, but my son was uh, I think about eight, eight, nine years old, you know, so, you know, you know, you know, dad goes to work and now dad's not going to work. What's mm-hmm. up? But was, what was interesting was uh, right away, one of the things that I knew was I, I'd been doing a lot of, you know, other, you know, blogging, writing, you know, social media work and stuff like that. And then some work with some nonprofits and stuff. And I was starting to actually make a little bit of money kind of part-time with it. And so one of the things that's always been swirling around in my head is, hey, if, if I were able to do devote full-time hours to this, you know, could I make full-time money? Uh, so so it's kind of what I started actually getting into. You know, I mean, that was a Friday I got laid off and Monday, you know, I started, I started this, this is what I'm going to do, you know. But uh, one thing that, that stands out big to me is as far as how well that worked for me with uh, 
but trying to stay strong and positive with my kids and stuff, but, you know, completely honest about the whole situation, you know, so, so now I'm, I'm doing social media and website work and stuff, uh, you know, full time and trying to ramp it up full time. My son goes back to school because this was the beginning of August. So, you know, uh, right at end of August, you know, beginning of September, he's back in school and stuff. And they always have that, you know, how was your summer thing and back to school projects and stuff like that too. And uh, one of his classes, he, uh, he had to make like a big, it was like a newspaper, right? Highlighting, you know, what was your favorite movie you saw this summer? Or, you know, this and that. And one of them was, who's your hero? My son, uh, my son wrote that his hero is my dad mm. because he helps people make websites. <laughs> <laughs> it's website man. <laughs> but, uh, but for him to, you know, think of me as his hero during a time where I'm feeling so super turbulent and out of control and everything else, that was, that was a pretty cool moment for me, I think. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, what, what do I start on right away? That was, it was, you know, how, how do I be strong for the kids and, and be a good positive example going through a tough, crazy time like that? And so I'm a freelancer too. So we share um, a common stress <laughs> yeah. and uh, it is so very feast and famine. And the other day I was telling the Lord how I would like him to work and how I would like him to work is I would like him to give me another big fat book advance so that I can just not worry about money for a few months. And that isn't happening. So he's not obeying me very nicely. And I guess I'll be forced to trust him again. But that is, I think, one of the hardest things for both an entrepreneur or any sort of freelancer is you have the, you know, or if you're a house painter or a plumber or whatever, you have this feast or famine. How have you navigated that? in your relationship with God and with your family? Oh, wow. Um, it's, this, it's the same kind of thing. You, know, you mentioned the feast or famine and stuff. And, and this was a big thing for me. And this, this, is, this is what I think one of the really starting to kind of hit on one of the big things I really even learned about God and who he is and his character and stuff uh, through all this is, you know, he said right away, you know, I started, I started devoting myself to, to it full time. You know, I had a couple of clients and you know, I knew some other people who helped me hook me up with some other small businesses and stuff that could use my services and everything. Got a few other early clients. Wasn't making a lot of money right away, you know, uh, but it was enough to kind of, kind of go, uh, okay, there, there's something here, you know, and if I keep pushing this, then, then I'm, I'm going to make it through. Um, and that's, that's where fist media was born you know hey. uh, name of my company right and uh yeah and as i just started building out the the product offerings and everything else uh in building clients you know the, some months were great you know <laughs> you know oh wow you know th three new business websites yes uh and then that carries me for the next month month and a half or so and then and then there's nothing. There's crickets, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? But you know, what I thought was fascinating is, is throughout the whole process, you know, I, I, I did that kind of thing. And, and I'm sure I'm sure this comes from something somebody said somewhere, you know, so I, I, I don't know who to give credit to or anything like that too. But it's, it's the idea that, you know, I, I, I prayed like it was all on God, but I worked like it was all on me. Uh, you know, I knew, I knew God wasn't just going to show up if I just sat around asking him just to show up. Uh, and that I, I had to do something, you know, so, so I worked, I worked really hard, um, but, uh, but I, I prayed really hard too. And, and what was fascinating was, you know, I had a lot of times, you, know, you talk feast or famine, I had a lot of times where, you know, man, we, we need to get, we need to get bread and peanut butter and stuff like that. So I can make kids their lunch tomorrow for school, you know, and uh, there's no money in the bank account today. So I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's the day a check shows up and it, and it wasn't even an unexpected check. You know I mean? It was something that I knew I was working for, but that was the day the check showed up, you know, mm -hmm. and 
Um, you know, I had a lot of moments like that. And, and I think I, I started to kind of recognize God and, and stuff like that happens over and over and over and over again. And I started to kind of think of God as like, you know what? He's there, man. He's showed up every time. He's always made sure that we've had exactly what we need, exactly when we needed it. You know, so so I've kind of started kind of referring to him as he's he's the God of just on time. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> um, I got exactly what I need, exactly when I needed it. And I just, you know, I think I think my little joke is is that can I ask him if he could ever be the God of big fat comfortable check? <laughs> yeah, I would really like that. <laughs> Can you give me, uh, be the God of, you know, pay for the next six months vacation time, you know? <laughs> so, um, and he hasn't been yet, but, <laughs> but man, you know, I think it's really helped me to learn a lot about what it means to trust him. And, uh, you know, I, I go out and I do my part. Uh, I work hard, uh, you know, I stay in communication with him and tell him exactly mm-hmm. how I'm feeling, what I'm dealing with. And, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it's not even a check. Sometimes it's just a, a new client email coming in and, you know, it's like, Hey, I'd like to talk to you about working. And, you know, then I go do my part and, you know, and, and, and put on the pitch and, and, you know, try to land the job and stuff, you know, maybe he helped me get the lead, you know, but, uh, but I, I got to help land the job. Uh, so it's just, it's been a kind of a cool partnership almost. Uh, and I think in everything that I do, you know, as we continue to go, uh, a little over three years into it now, uh, wow. still, still rocking and I still have some days of, you know, he's the God of just on time, but, uh, things are getting better and it's, uh, it's cool. It's been an exciting ride. You know, I can definitely see, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's my partner in the business. He's my Jesus CEO. Yeah. Yeah. He's the boss. For the listeners of Restory, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to check out their services. Now today I'm going to suggest that you try The Day I Met Jesus by myself and also my co-author Frank Viola. And this book just reminds me of Dan because Dan is is one who deeply and truly loves Jesus and has met him in a profound way. So you can get The Day I Met Jesus or any other book that that you've been wanting to listen to at audibletrial.com forward slash restory. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash restory for your free audiobook. It reminds me of that quote or from a song that Keith Green sang. He said, uh, just do your best, pray that it's blessed, and he'll take care of the rest. And yeah. there's that element there of, yes, we have to work hard. We have to, you know, we don't need to be sloths for Jesus. We we do our part, but I think it's hard to, the thing I've dealt with lately is this balance between the two, because I'm always the energizer bunny. I'm always out there trying to do things. And the Lord's been actually pulling me away from that striving. And I just wrote a blog post about this recently, but a coach, a business coach had me do an exercise where I took a piece of paper and I folded it in half, uh, you know, vertically. And on the left-hand side, I wrote down in the past year what I did in my job. And on the right-hand side, I put down what God did. And I was completely shocked at the fruit that came on the right-hand side of the page. And it just overwhelmed me to the point that I realized how much more I needed to be on my knees about my career ministry. And, you know, you probably have some of this, too, because you have Christian clients now and again. But when you mix ministry with money, it gets really freaky. So there's also that going on. So that's another question I have for you. Since you're doing this also probably for nonprofits, how does it feel, you know, meshing those two? Or how have you done it well? Maybe I, I'm just trying to learn from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. That, that's a great question. Um, 
you know, I was actually, I have an admin now, like a, like a regular administrative assistant. It's awesome. <laughs> but I was just talking with her about some of this uh, not too long ago. I think for me, a, a lot of, you know, ministry is really important. You know, just as a Christian, it's, it's important for me to, I don't know, be able to, to bless God through, through my work, no matter what it is. And it doesn't have to be a ministry role in the church, but, you know, just even my, my work, my job, you know, and, and a large part of my clientele is, uh, it's like Christian bloggers and stuff. And, you know, even some of the, the small businesses I work with, you know, I mean, we're talking a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times about uh, Christian, you know, small business owners and stuff mm-hmm. that I'm working with, you know. Uh, so whether it's a big Christian message or not, you know, and, you know, I, I get to, I get to be there as a part of it. But but some of the stuff that I do, you know, helping with uh, helping Christian bloggers, you know, and, and a lot of them, you know, maybe trying to, trying to self-publish their first ebook and stuff like that, you know. It's it's been really exciting to to be a part of it because a lot of a lot of what Fistbump Media is about as as a company uh, is especially like for for the blogging or writer community too is just to really kind of take the technology out of the equation for them right mm. uh, you know I get what it means to be a writer and a blogger and all that stuff but but I also have a very strong technical background so. So I could come alongside them and say, all right, you know, I know what you need. So let me, let me take care of this. So you don't have to sweat it. So like when you go to your blog, the only thing you have to worry about doing is writing, right? You know, that's the part, you know, where it's important for you to, I can't do that part for you. God's giving you a message. You go deliver that message. I'll make sure the blog doesn't break down for you. Yes. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, and the same thing with the ebook. I, I don't know how to format for an ebook and stuff while you write. I'll take care of the formatting, the technology and get it published and all that stuff and everything. You know, so, so for me, uh, I think the big ministry side of it stuff is, is kind of realizing that the part that I play in it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I worked with one client uh, to help her publish uh, an ebook on grief and it was fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's not the kind of ebook. I don't think either one of us ever had any expectations to be a New York times bestseller or stuff. It's, it's just got a very niche audience and she wanted to make sure it got into certain people's hands when they needed that stuff. And there was a kid committed suicide in, in mm. the high school or something. Uh, so she talked to me and she's like, Hey, how do we get my ebook for free? You know, on, on Kindle right now and stuff. And she wanted to offer it for a week for free and stuff. And so she could, you know, tell other people in her community, hey, download my book, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, to hear that that book was able to get into a lot of people's hands for free and stuff, you know, because I helped her get it published, you know, I helped, you know, the technology support of it stuff. It was cool. I, you know, so for me, from a ministry perspective, I kind of got to have a hand in God working through her and the, and the words he's given her and stuff to bless other people and stuff. And my name doesn't have to be on the cover, mm-hmm. you know, it, nothing like that. You know, for me, it's not about, you know, the, the fame of the fame of being a writer. Right? <laughs> so much fame. <laughs> We're laughing. So we know it's so dumb. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's not about that for me. I just, I got to be a part of the work. I got to be a part of the blessing and God doing a work in somebody else through her words and stuff, you know, and, uh, uh, to me that that's big to me. That's kind of the ministry of some of the work that I get to do is just, uh, the purpose of the work, uh, and to be a blessing for other people to help them, uh, accomplish what God's put on their heart. You know, that, that's a big deal for me. That makes sense. You're like a midwife, <laughs> Dan, the fist bump midwife. <laughs> Cause you know, you know, you're delivering the baby, but they have to push it out and they have to have the baby and 
care for the baby. And yes, you're just helping them get it out there. Awesome. So as you look back on this crazy time, and you're still in the middle of it, you're still in this three-year transition and this three-year adventure of trusting God. How would you say personally he has restored and restoried you? And you know, you might have had one story three, four years ago, but now you have a different story. So how has that happened for you? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think for me, it's, uh, it's it's been a lot about, you know, well, let me say this. I, I don't know that I've ever been in a time in my life where I've really gotten to know and understood the character of God more than I have just in these last three years. You know, I, you know, we talk about, you know, oh, Jesus, my BFF and, you know, stuff like that. And man, I think I feel like that more now, mm-hmm. you know, than I think I ever honestly have. And, and, you know, I mean, we're talking about, you know, even before this, you know, I've been a guy who's been super active in the church, you know, I mean, I've, I've served in just about every ministry we can in the church and done all this stuff and, you know, try to lead people to Christ and just, you know, all the stuff, you know, and I've, I've always been about him, you know what I'm saying? But I, th- I think more now, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, he's my business partner. He's, he's sitting in the, he's sitting in the boardroom seat right next to me, <laughs> you know, and, and to have that kind of relationship where I just feel like I'm in much more constant communication and contact with them really with every aspect of my life, you know, not, not even just in my work, but, you know, I think I've, I've been able to, uh, you know, apply that to more to what it means to be a father and to be a husband uh, and everything else and to be a neighbor, you know, in my community and, uh, and that kind of stuff, you know, so, so I think, uh, you know, to, to, to lean more on him, to trust him, uh, you know, and uh, just and to, and to follow him in, in every aspect of my life. It's just been a big, big, big thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Does that answer the question? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, a deeper understanding. And, you know, you've recently uh, had an expansion <laughs> in yeah. your family. And so yeah. um, how has that been in this whole process too? Like, was that a surprise? I, I have a feeling it was. Yeah. 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 It was a big surprise. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you're talking about my new daughter. Yes, I am. <laughs> never get tired of calling her my daughter I, now I know, because so it's sweet. official. It's finalized the adoption. Of but yeah, that was, uh, that was a neat story too, you know, and, and you know, and, that, and that's actually, it's kind of a cool thing because, you know, a lot, a lot of what's happened in our hearts with that too has happened, happened since that independence day, you know, and, uh, at a time where, you know, I think my, me and my wife, you know, both have really started kind of feeling like, you know, how do we just lean on God more, you know, and uh, uh, in every aspect of our life. And, 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 and I know you and I have talked a lot about things like orphan care and stuff, like, especially like in Haiti and stuff. And in fact, I think it was uh, on our trip to Haiti when, when uh, which, which for me was just a couple of months after I got let go from right, uh, right. Communications company, God really started stirring some things in my wife's heart too uh, about adoption and stuff. You know, she would see our posts and talking about the orphans down there, and then she'd be out somewhere and see a baby crying somewhere or something like that, and just her heart would break and just you know start to like, oh gosh, I need to take in these babies, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, uh, with our situation, it was uh, one of her best friends is a uh, uh, social worker uh, just in the next city over from us, and. I've uh, been working a case with uh, with a young lady for uh, for quite some time, um, you know, helping her get a job and stuff like that. And uh, uh, but the young lady uh, ended up having a baby who, at five months old, was was removed from her 
variety of reasons and stuff. And, and before the child goes into foster care, they asked, do you have any friends or family that could take the child in? Uh, and, uh, and the only stable person she knew in her life was, was our friend, her social worker. Mm. Uh, so she asked her if she would take the baby in and she did. And uh, mom got case plan and everything. And I was trying to work that and not doing a great job of keeping up with it and sticking to it. Uh, in the meantime, got pregnant with the second child. Um, because mom hadn't proved that she was fit yet, second child right away. Our friend took that baby in as well too. And then, uh, and then just earlier last year, our friend was able to uh, officially adopt uh, those two children. Uh, but at the same time, the mom was pregnant again with the third child. Oh my child. goodness! Wow. So, so our friend, um, you know, had two biological kids herself, and now two other babies and stuff that she had just adopted. You know, just, they were just kind of at their limit. They just, you know, didn't have more room and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, provide for a child like that again. Uh, so knowing we had always wanted to adopt. And uh, it was interesting, two years before this, I'd actually wrote an article for The High Calling mm-hmm. uh, called Pregnancy of the Heart, which is uh, kind of mm-hmm. my announcement that my wife and I said, you know what, we're going to be open to adopting. And we have no idea what this child looks like, where the child is coming from, domestic, international, whatever stuff. But you know what, we're going to say yes, uh, because we feel like God wants us to say yes. Uh, and, uh, and we did, it was a little bit of a process, but, um, when this mom had this, uh, this third baby, uh, the baby was born on a Tuesday. Our friend calls up on Wednesday at about lunchtime. Uh, she called me too, cause she knew I'd be the softie. You know? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and just said, Hey, can you pick up a baby from the hospital tomorrow? Mm. And, uh, and we're just like, yes, yeah, uh, we're, yeah, we'll do it. And, and we didn't know if we we're going to have the baby for a week six months, a year or forever. And, you know, but to us, the answer was just yes. You know, and uh, we took her in and, um, you know, uh, biological mom, you know, still couldn't keep up with everything. But, uh, you know, so we just, uh, you know, her rights were terminated again and for this child as well. But, uh, yeah, we just finalized the adoption on September 28th, which is actually my birthday. So oh, that's so cool. Birthday present ever. <laughs> it's the best birthday present ever. Yeah. Wow, that's a such a big process, but congratulations! Uh, the pregnancy of the heart gave birth, and yeah, that's yeah. so cool. And you know, it's kind of neat to think you're not traveling around so much, and you're being able to be home with a baby. And um, there's just some really cool things that you didn't maybe didn't know, like when you lost your job, what the blessing would be in that. And this is probably part of that blessing. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because my wife, uh, my wife works full time too for. Uh, family business for dad and stuff. Uh, so yeah, with my f- work flexibility and stuff, uh, I was able to, to keep the baby home with me. And, uh, you know, I do the getting up in the middle of the night to feed the bottles and everything. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a blessing to have the kind of flexibility in my, in my work uh, that allowed us to be able to have creative schedules and yeah, make it happen and stuff, have another baby like that completely unexpectedly. So what, um, we'll end with this, what uh, kind of advice would you give to someone who is walking home in the middle of the day, (laughs) freaking his wife out or her husband out um, because they're not supposed to be there? So what would you say to those folks? You know, I think bottom line, it gets down to just a trust thing. And, you know, it's, you know, a a trusting God thing. And it doesn't take away any of the scariness or anything like that. Still, you know, I I think there, I still spend a lot of sleepless nights and everything, you know, throughout a lot of the process. Uh, But man, just to, just to trust and lean on him. And gosh, I'm trying to remember where I saw it and stuff, uh, but it was, it was a, it was a time where you think about, you know, the, the rain is going to come, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and it's, it's not like if it comes, the rain is going to come, there are going to be those difficulties and trials and everything else. 
you know, and that's the time when uh, Daddy God, you know, he gets to hold us close and tell us it's okay. You know, a lot of times we're screaming our heads off. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, he's right there. And for him, that's the time he really gets to hold us close and just to kind of recognize that and go, ah, yeah, he's there, you know, and it's, yeah, it's still raining. It's still crazy. He's there, you know, and then those are some of the, I think for me, the most intimate, most personal times that I've been able to have with God is, is when things have gotten the craziest. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he has time after time after time, he's continued to, to show up and be there for me, you know, and so I've, I've really learned that trust, you know, that, uh, that no matter how bad the rain gets, he's, he's got it, you know. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it, Dan. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Re's Story. Do you mind if I pray for you? Jesus, thank you for Dan's story. Thank you for building his family in a unique way. Thank you for sustaining him through job loss. Thank you for showing yourself to be genuine and real and a very present help. Thank you that you are his identity, that his identity is not wrapped up in a job, but in who you are. For those of us today who struggle with finances and with, and struggle with what's around the corner, I pray for provision today. I pray for a great amount of trust, that we would learn to trust you for what is next, even when we can't see the barns being filled and that uh, we look at the cupboard and it's bare. Father, help us to count our blessings in the midst of this kind of stress. And instead of looking at the lack, just praising you for the amazing things that you have done. Father, for those who are experiencing job loss right now, I pray for open doors and open windows and an open pathway, and that uh, we would be willing to hear your voice in the next steps. Perhaps, Father, this is a time for us to do something brand new that we never thought we would do before. So just give us willing hearts and a resilience to really follow you. And Lord, for those who are in desperate need of finances, I just pray that you would that you would reign from heaven, both R-A-I-N and R-E-I-G-N, that you would you would provide just like you did with the disciples and feeding of the 5,000 you first gave to them so they could give to others. And I pray you would give to us, not so we could hoard, but so that we could give it away and be generous in your kingdom. I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to know more about today's show with links and extended information, please go to restoryshow.com forward slash eight. And may you live a brand new story this week.